Good morning, Imagination. It's a Wednesday morning once again, and that means it's time for MBA On Air with Amar Delon Season 4. Of Delon, your favorite Malaysian Bisaya business coach. And of course, we're also joined by Dr. Kana, who will talk to us about mental health. Good morning, Mr. Delon. Hello, Dr. Kana. Good morning. Good morning, June. Good morning. A very, very good morning. Good morning, June. Good morning. So today we have really a very interesting topic to discuss about Amar to share with us. What are we discussing here, Amar, today? Today, actually, the very, it's more of a learning day for me as well because, um, you know, in life, we usually talk about IQ, intelligence quotient. When we are in school, we are measured by our IQ. Our parents uh, want to make sure that we are intelligent. Uh, we want to make sure that our kids are intelligent. I mean, if you have an IQ that is below 80, you're considered useless to society. Uh, and then, of course, later on, when you start working, you start talking about SQ, financial quotient, right? But there's this one aspect in our life that has never really uh, gotten any serious attention or serious growth or focus into it which is your EQ or your emotional quotient and this is why uh, we see a lot of uh, domestic violences a lot of people taking their lives depression anxiety all these things are happening right now during this COVID era because your intelligence means nothing your money means nothing all you are left with is just yourself and your emotions and you're left with other people and their emotions and I think most people's uh, level of uh, EQ is very low probably not even that much more mature than that of a toddler so we have all these issues. So for me as well, having been very IQ and FQ uh, focused, I have uh, really delved deep into my own internal EQ and my clients, uh, my clientele's EQ. So that will be a key topic here on how do you measure your EQ and what can you to level it up. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about depression. Uh, uh, how do we put a face to it? How do we rebrand it? Because depression is not only an individual talent. Depression could show in many forms. A happy smiling face could still be the face of depression and uh, it affects how you conduct business, how you take care of other people, how you go to work in every facet of your life. Wow, it seems like we have a very busy morning ahead of us, but that's but that's what we really want. By the way, we've checked our email and we got something from Bibi who says he's listening right now. This is referring to last week's episode and Bibi says, bro, your podcast is really needed, is really what I needed to hear right now. Oh, and we have another email too. It's coming from Keith Reyes. He says, humble to be thought of. Sir Amar Delon is a businessman who offers business consulting, gives financial advice, a terrific life coach, and one of the best at what he does in Asia. I couldn't call him a friend, even though I want to make that claim. But he has been our client in two of the gyms that I've previously worked for. Though I never got to train him, but I think we remember each other too well. I met him a few years back when he gave a seminar about handling your finances. And the thing that really struck me, and up to this day I remember, was the 80-20 rule. I won't go explaining it to detail, but it's pretty much applies in all aspects of life. Another thing that makes him inspiring is how he always gives back and shares his knowledge always open to helping others great guy yeah feels good to hear it from him oh yeah listen to his podcast songs of knowledge you get for free about life money and business thank you key thank you so much firsthand um, information mr delon of someone who's really been through it and uh, has listened to us on mba on air messages like this that uh encourages me to keep going on and do what I do. All right. So um, we're excited about the show today. Guys, don't go anywhere because today, again, we're talking about EQ. 
for talking about emotional balance with Amar Delon and Dr. Kana. We're talking about EQ. You know, when I, what the, I have, when you say EQ, it's also how it wasn't really considered in our education system. That's why there's, you know, the way you're graded or the way you perform is based on like a, like a grading system. We're graded based on our ability to memorize facts, to read an entire book, to be able to just spit it out the way we read it. And then when you go into the real world, we get a lot of dysfunction, especially in, in, the, in the work environment. Because in the work environment, if you think about it, your skill set is secondary. Your ability to be able to work well within your environment is actually primary. We are never really taught this particular skill of, of uh, navigating to people and their emotions and their expectations because we have a lot of work conflict and uh, we throw in big words like leadership, we throw in big words like communication and everything else and all that is really needed is emotional empathy, right? But a lot of employers out there are just employers, they're not necessarily leaders. They do not understand what it means to be an employee. Right. So this is a, a serious problem that is stemming from the education system itself. And I don't think it's only unique to the Philippines, I think every part of the world. Because you can see, even in the Western world, you see billionaires who seem to have it all, yet end up doing stupid things like uh, get caught on camera having sex with a hooker. Or they they, 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 they have a billion dollars and they lose a million, and they just jump in front of a train. Or, or, or they, they, they seem to have it all, Yet, they're unfulfilled, so they do drugs, all these other unfulfilling things. Only to give it all up and go to Tibet, shave their head bald, say they found inner peace by doing nothing at all. Or maybe it's also because the world feels, oh, you're too emotional, you're weak. Emotions wasn't given a place in this fast-paced world. Emotions were, I think, have always been seen as a weakness because it's such a male-dominated uh, world, right? Where the mere sight of you showing any emotion be like, keep being a girl, stop crying like a girl, right? Doesn't matter which part of the world you are, if you cry as a man, you'll be like, quit crying like a girl. And when a woman succeeds and she doesn't show any feminine traits that is assumed to be feminine, like you should cry and everything else, you'll be like, oh, she's, she's, she's like a man. Whereas in the real world, man has purpose, a woman has purpose. A man should not try to become a woman. A woman should not try to emasculate a man to diminish his, his manliness and try to take over his role, right? When there's a balance in that, then the, your emotions are also balanced. Whatever hormones a female has, the man has it as well, but not in great the quantity and whatever hormones that the man has the female has it as well also not in greater quantity so all that separates us is really chemistry that's why when a man and a woman come together and in these days uh, people of the same sex come together you feel a certain chemistry because they balance out that 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 that, that chemical balance it's all essentially chemistry right so uh, but uh, we tend to put uh, dominating branding on it saying oh you're a man you need to be you need to be strong you need to be tough, you need to be all these things, you cannot show uh, weakness. And how do you show weakness? Is if you so, show your emotions. Showing your emotions is one thing, but never gaining control, likely creep on you one day and then bring you to the crown and you'll never be able to come back up. Same thing goes for women. And I mean, as much as there's a lot of men who suffer from emotional lackluster, a lot of women also suffer from that bad father, a bad uh, husband, bad brother, abuse and everything else. So rather than stepping up, because if a, if a, if a woman comes out and, and complains about her emotional issues, she's like, quit being such a chick. Are you on your period? Right? Is it PMS? 
That's so true, right? I, I've been told that. Uh-huh. Dr. Kana, what is your take on this? Well, that's so true that uh, women are labeled to be overly emotional and men are not allowed to be uh, to express their emotions. I remember even in uh, uh, my past experiences, I've seen that uh, women are told not to be overly emotional. Hey, don't do these things. You're an emotional person, you know? I have uh, my own struggles in this uh, topic as well. And I'm sure you have experienced as well. You've been told not to cry because you're a boy, you know? It's uh, so strong that you are not supposed to cry thing that when our mother died um, I didn't cry for the first three years couldn't. yeah I remember the incident when you were told not to cry the moment when you were not told to cry was uh, when our grandpa died you know yes. so I clearly remember that moment and I noticed and saw how you carried on with that mindset and emotion so that's a lot we're going to share on today on the reframing aspect as well so uh, and right that you said that because for the longest time uh, people would say that I'm cold or I'm dead on the inside because I don't show emotions not cry I cannot even the days when I was acting when I had to do an emotional scene it was very uh, mental to psychological the emotional barrier sort of dam was broken when my late wife passed now even on when she died I found out that she died I didn't cry so she was there in the emergency room they were trying to resuscitate her but she was already doa that on arrival they used up all the epidurals to try to revive her and then finally the doctor came and said uh, sir we've done our final operating procedure we've exhausted 16 vials of this thing she's dead even then i didn't cry i went to her i touched her feet it felt so cold even then i didn't cry uh they wrapped her body up put her in the morgue even then i didn't cry um i had to put her body into the van, the funeral van, so that they can bring her to funeral parlor. And that's when I just I just broke down. But even then, I didn't allow myself to fully cry. This went on right up to the point when she was cremated. And the funniest thing happened. So this is about a week or two after she's died. I was in the car driving. I still didn't feel much. I still didn't feel much. But everywhere I go in Cebu, I was just reminded of my late wife because we've been everywhere. From north to south, I was everywhere with her. I didn't know Sabu existed until I met her. And um, this song came on the radio. Um, it's the song from, it's Wiz Khalifa's song uh, from the movie Fast and Furious. It's been a long time. Uh, I'll see you again. And I just stopped the car on the side of the road. I just started bawling and bawling. I just uncontrollable bawling. I was like, oh. And I didn't stop crying for almost a week after that when my eyes were swollen. It was so dry. There's no more tears. But I couldn't stop crying. So that's the thing, uh, Amar. It's very good that you're sharing this because uh, most people think that crying is something bad. You know, because as kids, we are raised uh, uh, and we are told that, hey, stop crying, don't cry. If you cry, you're going to get another whacking. You're, you're, gonna, you're not going to get dinner. You're, we get all kinds of threats when we are growing up when we cry. You know? So these are the things that we should teach kids, especially that how to express their emotions, how to share their emotions. It's okay to cry, but come on, let's use your words and share. But instead, if you tell a boy, don't cry, crying is for girls, then it will take him 30 to 40 years to realize that, oh my God, I can cry, you know? So this is the damage that we are uh, causing to our 
people, to our kids, to our families, you know. So there are very simple ways that we can check where we are on our emotional level. So I'm going to share with you today uh, on how we can measure our EQ. So EQ is basically our emotional intelligence and the ability to understand and manage our emotions. So uh, here we're going to learn on how to measure our EQ. So there are very simple methods. Um, this is These are methods shared by EQ experts, okay? So first of all, just check, uh, are you self-aware? That means, are you aware of your own emotions? Your, how do you feel, you know? Most of the time, we disregard our emotions. It's like, okay, I'm feeling angry. It's okay, I'll put that aside and I'll continue working. I'll do things and then I'll come back to my emotions later. And then it just piles up, piles up and we don't go back there to fix it. So be aware of your own emotions. That's really important. And we need to teach kids and adults even to be aware of our emotions. Secondly, have the ability to uh, have self-control. That means you must be able to manage. I don't like to use the word control emotions, but we need to learn to manage our emotions. You don't let your emotions run wild. So if someone's upsetting you, you just don't go pick a fight with them, start arguing with them, get angry with them. Or if something makes you upset, you don't start crying while you're having a conversation, you know? So learn to manage your emotions. So you, you have control over it. You are in charge of it. And then the third part, the next step of your of being self-aware, we're going to a, a level higher, is to have empathetic behavior. So we understand another person's emotions. That means when someone is telling you a story that they're feeling sad, they're feeling upset, you don't go on and start laughing. Oh my God, that's so funny. Really, this happened to you? But you're yeah, so sad. It's just, you, you must learn to be uh, to have empathy on uh, another person's emotions okay next you must also uh, must know how to effectively manage change so as human beings we are constantly changing you are not the same person you were 10 years ago you're not the same person you were 20 years ago you know when you were a baby you would cry for everything you would scream to get things. You can't do the same thing now. So we are evolving and we need to know how to manage this evolution and we should know how to manage this change. So if we can do this better, that means our EQ level is higher. So if we can understand our emotions, if we can understand another person's emotion, if we can manage and control our emotions and also manage the change that's happening in our life, our EQ level is higher. The next point is, do not dwell in the past. Most people have trouble with this. The past is a place where we learn and gain knowledge and uh, it made us stronger to move forward. It's the price that we paid for our current present day success and life. So let go of the past. It's, I'm sure it's easier said than done, but it must be done. If you do not let go of the past, it will be a burden everywhere you go. If you do not let go of 20 years of past, now in your 40s, you are having 40 years of past. You know, if you do not let go, if you've let go of your past 
in your 30s and now if you're in your 40s, you at least have 10 years of past. Why are you carrying that? Just carry good memories, you know? This is the fuel that helps you to move forward. So don't dwell on the past. Next, manage your thoughts. Thoughts uh, creates our life. You know, whatever we think about, we bring about. I really believe in this and I live on this. So focus on your self-talk. Don't say, oh my God, I'm done. I'm gone. Things are not going to work out for me. It's over for me. You go on saying this again and again and again. That's what's going to happen. Ta-da! This is what you're attracting. So your self-talk, be aware of that. And lastly, pay attention because we need to have clarity and have focus. People with higher EQ, they have lesser distraction. So they are more focused on their task. If you see people like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Elon Musk, they are focused on what they are doing. That's why they have the growth that they have. And someone I really love, like Oprah Winfrey, she was focused coming from a very tough background. She was focused and that's why she's where she is right now. So your EQ has to be higher and for that you need to reduce your distraction. Forget about multitasking. Multitasking makes you crazy. You get really got. Your mind is so busy. So just be focused. Don't deal with your laptop, your phone, the TV, your kids, your, your work, something you're writing. Don't deal with all of it at the same time. Just focus on one thing. We forgot to do this actually. So. This is how you measure your EQ. This is seven simple points that will make you realize where you stand right now. And it's very easy to make changes. You just have to start today. That's actually very good revelations. I'm quite sure I'm not the only one uh, who figured out how to uh, deal with my emotions for 40 years. Especially some people who never really learn to deal with their emotions even when they're 50, 60, 70. Prevalent even in in Cebu with the women because Sayak women are raised to be very tough. Am I right, Ju? That is correct. In fact, I just found out, Mr. Delon, that back in the in the pre-Spanish days, Visayas were known to be pirates. Did you know that? We were known to be pirates and traded with the Chinese a long time ago. So um we have that kind of very tough and uh, very strong nature. Yeah. And so we're, we're so, born yeah. that way. I, I saw that trade with my late wife because uh, it was very, very tough, right? Nothing could uh, bring her down sort of because her life was also not a walk in the park, you know? The usual thing where the father abandoned her, nobody was there around, automatic uh, life, and etc. Et but she was strong towards it all. Even when she had cancer, the first thing she told me when she found out she had cancer, I'm going to beat this. I'm like, how? Right? So, so the staff actually is very strong that I don't remember her crying about it. But the thing is, when you do not touch your emotional side, you get estranged from the people around in your life. So that's why the way I raise my daughter is different. I raise her to be strong, but I also raise her to show her emotions. So I talk to her about everything. Her voice, about her interest in, 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 in everything. I sit down and watch Korean shows with her. Right? Although I didn't enjoy it in the beginning. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
I think you just have to find the right kind of show, Mr. Delon. There's so many to choose from. But let's not go there because that's not what we're talking about today. That will be an entirely different episode. <laughs> that's true. That's true. How Korea was able to become a sort of a leader in Asia these days from being so poor back in the uh, yep. few decades ago, right? But you know, the, the reason Korea is a worldwide uh, presence when it comes to entertainment today, this started from a generation ago, 30 years ago. They decided to build superstars 30 years ago to build the industry. And if you see Korean shows, they are very emotional centric. They really tug at the heartstrings. And regardless which part of the world you are from, you will be able to relate to the story of a father abandoning you or a mother not caring for you. You know? Even in their zombie flicks, you see, like the, the very famous one, right? Uh, Pain to Busan. If you look at the story of Pain to Busan, it's about an estranged father who finally gets back home to be with his kid and they got on a train and then his life's purpose just changes keeping his daughter safe. Daughter or son, I can't remember. Right? It's always like that. Uh, the, the, the sequel to that movie, Peninsula, was also very similar like that. And if you see any other Korean TV series, etc, etc, they really are very... They, they really milk in that emotional bank that people have. So, of course, worldwide, humanity, we are joined. Not by our financial success, not by our uh, material success, it's by our emotions. I know this firsthand. So back in 2009 or 2010, I had a serious emotional meltdown and I left to Australia. I went to Adelaide. I didn't know anything about Adelaide. All I did was I had a PR there because the state of Adelaide sponsored my visa. So I was there. I didn't know anyone. And in less than two months after going to Adelaide, I've exhausted all of my money. I was homeless and broke for about six months of my life. And a, and a fellow uh, passenger that I met on the plane going to Adelaide uh, was this uh, Australian man, Captain Bob. We ended up talking, we became friends. And he thought that I was suffering and he put me up in his friend's place. Again, a total stranger, I didn't know anything about this man. So that man gave me shelter, gave me food. And uh, another family, which was attached to this other family, and these are all white people. I don't look anything like them. They don't look anything like me. Culturally, we're different. But all they saw that I was a man suffering, going through pain. I was like an extended family member. And they would take me out for dinner. They even tried to matchmake me with some Australian women. I said, that's okay, I'm not in that place right now. <laughs> it was just a wonderful experience of humanity at its best. And that emotion is what got to uh, got me to the particular time. And I came back at the same time. Right? So it's 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 I'm seeing now in my uh, grayer days that uh, EQ is such an important human value that has been sidelined. A toxic masculinity. Masculinity is important, but toxic masculinity is just garbage and it has to stop. Right? A strong man will know how to cry and show his emotions 
and still fight the demon. That is very true. Completely agree on that. And I know a lot of uh, business owners out there who, who project that toxic masculinity to their employees by saying, no, my staff are weak because they are emotional. No, you are weak because you do not know how to handle that emotion. A great leader would sit down and find out why the staff is emotional. You do your best to help them out. And this is what's done in Western companies. You see, we, we only see what we want to see from the Western perspective. But what we don't know is in the Western businesses, they have a psychologist on hand, they have a therapist on hand, they always attend different kinds of therapies and seminars and workshops for their emotional and mental well-being. We speak by saying, oh, this emotional and mental well-being, you have a problem? Go and pray. Say a prayer. Go to the temple. Go to the church. Light a lamp. That's not going to fix the shit. Right? If, if you are feeling sick, you need to go and take some medicine. Sleeping it away is not going to help. Right? So if you have an emotional or a mental issue, you need to go and fix it. Lighting a lamp in a religious sanctum is not going to fix it. You're just lying to yourself. It's nothing to do with the spirit. It's a lot of the emotions and the beautiful thing about emotions is the moment you start talking about them, when you're talking it aloud, your brain is listening, your mind is listening. When you're writing it out, your mind is listening. I mean, every time I sit down and I write things, like for example, if I have a need, if I have the younger me would just say everything I want to say, regardless of who's standing in front of me, I don't care if I destroy you, I don't care if I step on you, I don't care if you die. I will say what I need to say so that I can get a job done. That's not good. Because when you hurt somebody else, that guilt will come back to you and it will haunt you for the rest of your life. Why do you do that? So this says, if I'm really, really pissed and I have a piece of mind to say, I write it down. I write it down on my phone actually. And then after a while, once I've written it down, my mind is seeing what I really am feeling, what I really want to say. And then I re-approach the situation in a more uh, educated and elevated mindset. And the conversation goes so much more better. And I don't have to have a screaming, shouting match. I don't have to get upset. The other person doesn't have to get upset. And of course, every time you give this other person this feedback, because you're valuing their emotional quotient, they may not respond immediately well. I mean, nobody likes to be told that they're wrong. Nobody likes to be told that they're not right. But you need to allow them that space to grow with that information that you just fed them. And usually, most cases, they'll come back to you with an appropriate and positive response to move towards, to work towards it together. Right. This could be with your kids, this could be with your boss, this could be with your, with your staff, whatever it is. Sometimes you need to be firm. Being firm is not the same as screaming and shouting. A lot of uh, people, especially in, in, in the Visayas and Mindanao area, I see, Screaming and shouting is a norm. From calling their staff derogatory terms of animal, yawa, why? We <laughs> are fellow human beings. Let's treat them with as much respect as we can. And if they really cannot level up to our emotional level that we want, we just change the staff. 
We do not own people just because we pay them a salary. That is slavery. Right? The power of reconstruction in a human being or in life is a hundred times more powerful than the power of destruction. A lot of people like to say, look, I, I'm using fear motivation. Shut up with that. Shut up with that, right? There's no such thing as fear motivation. You can inspire people more to do better things than, than uh, scaring them into doing something for you. Right? Like for the longest time, we believed that the pyramids were built using slaves. And now the truth is coming out. They're like, no, you cannot build such refined pieces of uh, architecture, such precision using slaves. This will actually qualify artisans from all over the world who showed up to build this amazing thing. It was not a slavery project. Right? Fear-based motivation is the biggest male toxic masculinity in this world that needs to go. And anybody who says that they are leading by fear, please change your ways because you don't have long to maintain your staff. Because if you lead by fear, you'll notice that you keep changing staff. People won't stay with you. People will leave you. And there's some pretenders who pretend like, no, no, I'm not actually leading by fear, but you do the fear in a different way. And you bring that into your relationships. Right? You bring that into your family. So people are always afraid to talk to you. People are always afraid to say what they mean to you. And they keep it, they keep it, they keep it, they keep it. The moment they get a better out, they, they leave. Do you want staff who will be with you forever because they really want to be? Or do you want staff who will be with you just until they find a better opportunity? If you do not create a workplace that is happy, that is joyful, that is fulfilling, they will leave. And you cannot just throw money at them. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of employers believe that, uh, oh, I'll just pay them more money. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. It has to start with you as the business owner, as the individual. Some of these titles that we give ourselves, doctor, uh, business owner, entrepreneur, CEO, these are all just name labels that we give to ourselves. At the end of the day, we are individual human beings. Whether your name is Henry C or your name is just C. You're just another number, you're just another being of this infinite universe. We are not even a speck of dust, the global scale of things. So this is just an experience, so why not make this experience meaningful and fruitful for everybody? I remember reading somewhere, Mr. Delon, I'm sorry I can't quote the book, but it's like, the higher you are in the ranks, uh, the higher your EQ should be, because you're dealing now with people, not just the skill that they have. Or like you're managing people, you're managing people. Correct. And when you're managing people, you're managing different levels of different types of emotions. Even in the same household, you will not have the same emotions. Even with animals, you don't have the same emotions, right? I had two dogs. Each dog was so different than the other, right? I have two kids. Each kid is so different. My siblings, we are all different. We have different grades of emotional maturity. When you buy chicken egg, you have egg grade A, grade B, grade C, grade D, all the way up to grade E. Different grades of emotional maturity, emotional competence exist. How much, how much percentage of uh, emotional intelligence uh, should there be when you're dealing with people? Because, you know, it's, it's relatively a new way of thinking and dealing with people. And 
you know, like you said earlier, I pay you money. Uh, just do what you got to do. We don't have to be friends. I don't have to take care of about your issues and whatnot. That's just additional cost for me. So emotional intelligence has been something that uh, I have been fortunate enough to experience because I've had wonderful mentors, bosses, uh, people who, who, who accepted me for this potential that I had. I brought that mindset when I did my started my consulting in the Philippines, and uh, it was met with a lot of opposition because uh, a lot of Chinese uh, businessmen are very opposed to having their staff sitting on the same table with them and dining with them, or even inviting them over to their house. Um, I have never faced that growing up in Malaysia because even my Chinese bosses were kind and nice and everything. So that mindset had to be changed. And for that, uh, I started bringing up emotional intelligence as the primary way of dealing with people. I looked for attitude and then only I looked for skill set. Because if you have great attitude, I can teach you a lot of skills. But if your skills are the only thing, and you have a poor attitude, I can never take you to another level because emotionally you're just not there. So it's like, okay, I'm the best worker you have, but I'm an a-hole yep. compared to someone who's just like a newbie who doesn't know a lot. Who are you going to value? I will most likely uh, get the person who is uh, emotionally more stable, uh, has a better attitude, has a good heart over this so-called skilled person. That's why you see, and in my line of work, I've seen a lot of people who are so skillful, but they can't get a job. And I know you have a problem with your attitude. You just want to step on people just to get up. So humility is important here, yeah? Yeah, humility is a, it's a huge, huge uh, trait that is necessary in people. And uh, I must say I'm fortunate to have met uh, billionaires in the Philippines. With, the level of humility that I could not other uh, uh, our own uh, Mr. Lulier from Cebu is one such individual. Uh, the first time I met him, he didn't know who I was. I knew who, who he was, of course. And I was interviewing him for some event, I can't remember what is it. And his, and his humility was so grounded. I was like, is that for real? Is he just pulling my leg? And after that, I met him repeatedly in some other restaurants and everything else. And he would have a restaurant and he would welcome the guests. Please come have a seat. What would you like? I'm like, why is he doing this? He's making me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> right? And, and, and he would say things like, you know, I don't know where I'm going to get my next dollar from, so I have to work really hard. I'm like, but dude, the Lulier. That's true. <laughs> That's true, right? Yeah. You gotta so tell I'm, some people who are not motivated to work. Hey, even Mr. Lulier works and is worried about where he's gonna next, where he's gonna get his dollar. Yeah. So I was like, wow. So that was my my one of my earlier exposure to, to that level of wealth in Cebu, that level of success and such humility, such humility. I personally have a lot of clientele who are in the multi-millionaires and the billionaires, and um, they're casual people. I remember, you know, this is, uh, I don't know if the joint is still there. Turks, do you have Turks in, in, in still or has it closed down? 
I miss Turks so much. No, Turks is here. Turks is here. I think I see so even more branches. I, I, I think the busiest branch, if I'm not mistaken, is E-Mall. Well, that's the one that I've seen, you know, like, oh my gosh, there's a line. Yeah. So, um, I have a couple of friends who are multi-millionaires. So, sometimes when we do our uh, uh, consulting, coaching, I like to keep it a little bit more light and easy. I'll be there in my suit. And this other client would be in his very expensive designer clothes. So we'll go to a Turk, we'll, buy, we'll each have a Turk and we'll just walk around the mall like uh, just regular folks, right? Um, I had another client, my, uh, a very grounded guy. So uh, there's this chicken tagala or butterfly chicken opposite in Carlos. So, that, and you know, that's a joint where students go to. Again, this guy just parked his Mercedes right in front, got down and started eating with his hands and everything else. He's like, no, I'm a regular folks. I remember when, when I was a student in Carlos, just so grounded, so grounded. And do not see arrogance in people like And this kind of bosses have an amazing relationship with their staff, their employees. You know, and staff go the extra mile beyond the money. So that's what we need. I have a question, Amar. If, uh, in your professional opinion as a business coach, would you suggest uh, business owners, bosses, to have someone to manage their team, their staff's emotional um, emotional state, especially during this uh, COVID situation while we are dealing with this. Would you suggest them to have one specific person whom they can go to and discuss their emotions with? Okay, so in the past, uh, the HR was enough to do this. Right. The HR person is trained in human resource skills, not in mental health skills. So in this time and day, we need this. We definitely need this. Of course, these are premium services. It's harder to come by and everything else. So if, if, if there are companies out there who need this kind of service, you guys can always approach us, uh, approach me in my social media, right? You can uh, email me at magicbizcoach at gmail.com. Go to my Facebook at Amar Dillon or my Instagram at Amar Dillon and drop us a line or go to our website adam at adxs.biz where we are offering uh, free 15-minute sessions to uh, people. If you're a business owner, if you're an individual, just jump on the line, set up an appointment with us. I mean, these sessions are worth about 5,000 pesos for a 15-minute session. We're giving it out for free. Uh, and uh, just come and approach us. We, we will we will help you with that because if you cannot find that service out there, talk to us. We'll guide you. We'll help you. Another part of uh, not managing your emotional maturity properly is uh, if you keep it too long, it, you start having depressive thoughts. You become a very depressed individual. And uh, Dr. Kana, when we spoke, we had our own the talk and we talked about how you were able to rebrand reframe depression okay so uh this is what normally people do in cognitive behavioral therapy uh, i wasn't even aware of this when i was doing it for myself because i had only one goal to get out of depression so most people who see me and my patients uh who when i was practicing medicine at that time they would ask me, Doctor, you smile a lot. You're cheerful all the time. I'm sure you've never had any difficult moments in your life. I'm sure your life must be so peaceful and happy. And you're helping us a lot. 
And at that time, I was in the worst place ever. I basically lost everything and everyone. And I didn't even realize I was depressed for one whole year, 365 days. And it was torture. It was really painful. But I had one goal that I needed to come out of this. You know, when you're depressed, you get all these unpleasant thoughts that when it gets worse, you're even contemplating to end your life. And that's already too bad. And when you come to these thoughts, you need to seek help. You need to talk to someone. Most people can't even uh, get the courage or the, the energy to go and speak up to someone. So don't go to that place. So what you can do is that you need to find ways to get out of this depressive moments. And once you're out, all right, it's like for me, I saw this image of myself being stuck in a deep hole that I needed to get out. So every time I made a progress, I felt like, okay, I was coming out. I was moving forward. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. I'm getting out of this hole. And once you're out, be sure that this was an experience that you had to go through and you don't have to revisit it again and again. Depression is not like a Gucci bag or a, a Prada purse or a, a branded uh, watch that you have to carry it everywhere. You go, you know, I'm depressed. You know, I've been depressed. You, you, you don't have to keep emphasizing and bringing it back. You know, it was there, you experienced it and you need to reframe it. So. Uh, a cognitive reframing a cognitive reframing is a technique that is used to shift and change your mindset so this helps you to change how you feel how you behave and how you think so this is what you need to do you know that you were depressed you know that you have experienced this and you can consider yourself as a depression survivor you have survived it you're done with it you know, you may feel sad because you're a human being, you get emotions. You may feel down, you may feel low. This is just a momentary uh, emotion that you're experiencing. It's not something that you have to carry for days and days and months and years. And then you give it a label and then you put a crown on it and say, Hey, depression, now you live inside of me, okay? You know, I'm just a small part inside of you. You have taken over me. No. You don't give that power to depression. So you have to reframe it. For example, if you uh, are let go from a job, and you're feeling sad about it, and you say, oh God, I'm so sad, I'm depressed. My life is over, I'm not gonna uh, pay my bills, I don't know how to live my life. So you help someone to reframe this whole situation. Ask them how things can be better because they don't have this job. Right now, their focus will be that they're not getting enough pay, their life is going to be bad. But maybe this might be an opportunity to connect better with family and do something they've been passionate about. Probably they've been good at uh, painting. Maybe it's time to sell paintings online. That's a thing that's happening now, you know? Or maybe it's the time to make online videos. You know, there's so many things they can do and it's the time to focus on their passion it's time to live their life so you have to look at both sides so you, you need to help them to reframe so if you have a family member or a friend or a colleague or someone who's really having a hard time who's depressed 
help them to reframe things, you know, their, their emotions and how they see things. Most of the time, this is what we are made to believe. We never knew that when we're depressed that we have to behave in a certain way. We see how people behave. We, we, we pick it up from uh, movies, we pick it up from our surroundings. And we see that when we are depressed, we get that attention, okay? So snap out of it, break it. When you don't have any other choice, when you have responsibilities, you won't have time to be depressed. You know, this was my experience personally. I had to get out of depression. It's the do or die situation. Amar uses this a lot. So it's the do or die situation. I had to do it because I had uh, lives depending on me and I valued those lives and it, they were precious to me. So I had to break through, get out of it. And then I had a choice to keep going back and revisiting my depressive moments and use that as a, 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 as a trophy to keep showing to everyone, you know, hey, I was depressed, I was depressed. That could have been the topic of my discussion or hey, I came out of depression. Are you depressed? How can I help you? That's how I reframed it. So I've had difficult moments. I've had, I've lost everything at one point of my life. I thought I would not make it. I've lost uh, my mom. I lost my dream job. I've lost a relationship. I've built, uh, I've built it for four years. And I thought I was not going to make it because uh, that was the end. I could not see the light. But I knew I had to. This wasn't it. I had more to do. I had more to give. And I have to come out of it. And now when I look back, uh, when I, I was depressed, I see myself as a depression survivor. So that's how you have to reframe your mind that you can be when you can be a survivor from so many other illnesses why can't you be a depression survivor why can't you come out of this stronger and help others so Amar was just sharing something very nice that someone from Australia who wasn't even related to him who never even knew him was ready to help so that's what being a human is all about supporting each other you know when you are ready to give, there will be people who are ready to give you as well, you know? That's how we are all linked and connected with each other. So, change your mind, reframe things and um, break that, that uh, victimized pattern and don't live, live in your past, you know? Be a survivor, grow from it. Dr. Khan, is so interesting. When I was listening to your story about how you lost your job and then you said to yourself, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, I'm depressed. But is there a difference between feeling sad and being depressed? Is, is it like, is, is sad like a lighter level or is depressed a deeper level? Maybe you can help us define it so people can understand it better. Sadness is something that uh, it's an emotion that is triggered when things don't go your way. You know, that uh, you lose something that is uh, making you upset and creating, uh, making you cry and things like that. So that's more on sadness. Whereas depression is when your daily routine is affected, you know, and it goes on for weeks, months, years. So when it continues like that and your daily activities are interfered and your daily activities are interrupted, 
then that you can uh, name it depression. So you feel fatigue, loss of energy, you feel uh, difficulty in sleeping or your, your concentration and focus is disrupted. This happens when you lose a loved one, you, when you lose a relationship or when you lose something like a job that you've been there for years and years and you thought that you'll never lose this job. Uh, depression can happen when major uh, events like this happens in our life. But for simple things, like if your child falls ill, you know, you're sad, you're upset, you're disturbed, you know. But that's not depression because you're ready to take an action. You're ready to, your activities are still going on, you know. So uh, this would be a very simple and basic explanation on that. Thank you for that, Dr. Khan. I really wanted to ask you that question because some people just, you know, even on basic things in life, they might say, oh, I'm depressed. But it's not really the real meaning of depression like you described. So I'm very grateful that you made that difference. Uh, my next question is, there are situations when people feel depressed, but what if the depression is something they can't control? Because it is something inside them, like uh, a hormonal imbalance of some sort that one day because the, their hormones are just out of whack they just don't understand nothing happened nothing bad happened they just feel sad yeah i, I can uh share my experience on this most women experience this on a monthly basis you know you don't know why you're crying especially when you're going through your uh, menstruation period so uh, this happened to me last year when I was uh, having a huge hormonal imbalance uh, when I had to go through surgery because of this hormonal imbalance. I had fibroids. So uh, I did not know what got into me. I started crying and I, I was not that strong, uh, independent, uh, powerful woman I thought I was anymore. And I felt weak. It's like, why am I crying? Why is the simplest thing like... When, when, when the cup is not positioned the right way, that makes me sad, you know? It doesn't make any sense, you know? If it starts raining, oh my God, it's raining, and I started crying, and it was making my husband crazy, you know? But uh, these things can happen. So when this sort of hormonal imbalances happens, seek help, go seek a doctor's uh, opinion, go get help from your doctor, get that help. When you don't talk to a professional, uh, you would not know what's going on. Stop taking remedies at home, grandmother's remedies and um, you know things that are lying around at home to make yourself better. Break free from that uh, limiting belief that I spoke about last week. Break free from uh, this mindset that has been passed on from generation to generation that hey, maybe that uh, you've been attacked by a spirit, that's why you're sad, you know? Maybe we should go and see some uh, special person in some, uh, I don't know, graveyard or something to get this spirit out of you. You know, people do this kind of weird stuff. But these are just chemical reactions that you can get help. You can uh, talk to a therapist, you can go to a gynecologist, you can get help to get these things fixed and make yourself better. And Probably this will make um, will will even help you to live a healthier, longer life. You know, I know people with fibroids who went to get treatment from um, witch doctors. I think so. You know, 
they they believe that that helps them and they still have the symptoms after years and years of uh, so-called dealing with it and they still have those hormonal imbalances and it's very obvious but in their mind they believe they've fixed it but this is going to affect them in the long run so when you have hormonal imbalance which is very normal for uh, for us to have nowadays especially you know go talk to a therapist go talk to a doctor and uh, seek help you know that will make things better there are treatments for this sort of thing and if you don't like for example if i thought that okay these fibroids were just an imaginary thing that i'm emotional because some spirit attacks me or someone is doing something against me then i i i don't know what i would have been i would be facing right now you know i would have been facing something more severe so it's good to seek help and it's first of all acknowledge that's happening yes i have something is not right i'm crying too often everything is making me upset acknowledge it and then look for uh, some someone who's uh, capable in handling this matter someone professional uh, preferably not your family member <laughs> so go and uh, seek their help and uh, get things better and then you will see that god you made a good decision and you'll probably be happier <laughs> I like it, Dr. Kana, that we're able to talk about this. It's it's gonna help normalizing talking about mental health and you know getting people the appropriate help they need for things that they're going through in their life and uh, really improving their way of life, right? That's and their true. relationships yeah. with other people and with themselves the most. Correct. Thank you so much, Dr. Kanda, for your time. And with that, I think it's time for us to move on to the newest segment of MBA On Air, MBA Insights, where we feature different worldviews on issues we are facing today. Amar Delon gets to chat with different professionals from all over the world. Today, it's Helen Renervik. She is a life coach, and she takes a more holistic approach to her coaching. Let's listen to MBA Insights. It's actually really horrible because I have a four-year-old who's turning five. So, you know, at that age, they want to see kids of their age. They want to play. They want to have fun. I lived in the Philippines for about 10 years, but my late wife was Filipino. So she passed away due to cancer. So after she passed away, so my poor boy, who has been well-traveled from the moment he was in his mother's womb, now could not go to the beach. He couldn't go to the store. They are very strict in terms of how they are punishing people who so-called flout the laws. But it's just the fear. And, yeah. and I just ask people, listen, I'm, I'm not for vaccines because I believe we can go. But now, okay, is this vaccine going to help me so I can travel? Yes. It's your body. See how it is. If you book it, is it smooth or is it going to be hard for you? And if it goes smooth, okay, yes, go with it. And don't make it... Uh, point of view because that's all it is you know our sicknesses and this and whatever is very much how our body reacts so i had a son also i don't know if you knew that's probably what you saw so he yeah. had he had osteosarcoma in 2015 right that's when everything changed for me everything my mom she died from lung cancer my ex-mother-in-law she died from cancer Answer. My sister, she was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, Christ. <laughs> but she's a survivor. But this is part of life. I, yeah. I, I had a sister when I was 11. She died. 
when she was 18, that was very hard for my mother, but there was nothing she could do. There's nothing you can do. Death is part of our life. Right. It's just like that. Do we wish that to happen? No. But what I learned when my son got cancer was so much, so, so, so much. And that's, that, you know, because people are like, poor you. No, <laughs> I think I have gone through this because Life gives us things during our journey that will be very hard, but it's how do we get over this adversity? What can we do? I could have buried myself, got very depressed, and so many other things were happening during that time too. And with you and losing your, your wife, but then we have to see, okay, what can I do with it? And now you have a son that is going to be, you know, growing up without her, his mother. And, but what do we do with it? It's just like, okay, what can I do here now? Because we, we always go into the wrongness, but when we go into the wrongness, we can go down. Okay, I usually turn it then and I say, what's right with this that I'm not getting? Yeah. We just spiral out of control that way. Mm. The world will go back to normal. Um, it's a matter of But mind. what is normal? Normal from this point onwards, because the genie is out of the bottle now, you can't put it back inside. Right. This, this uh, is what I'm asking people too, and even parents. So I, I, I am support parent for for the Childhood Cancer Fund here in Sweden. Mm -hmm. You know, this oh, when we will go back to normal. But what is normal? Whatever you knew before, it's not going to be there. And the faster we start to to realize that today is different than yesterday, mm. and tomorrow we can plan it. You know, hundred percent but something could happen just like that everything changes like you said me i lived with my son 2015 and, and onwards because he didn't stop just after his treatment you know he went on for five years Ooh. and at that time that was living in the unknown so now when we have been in covid it, like you said it hasn't been because the unknown is for me every day. I, I yes. really do not take things for granted. And what we do, we create our memories today for tomorrow. So how do you want to, how do you want to remember them? Did we have hard time during this time? Oh my God, did we? Yeah. We did so much. But most of the time, our mind only knows what we repeatedly tell ourselves. So that's what I tried to do during that time to create things with my younger son. So that's what he remembers. Does he remember the hard times? For sure. So, you know, but again, our mind is the words that we use for ourselves. And like you said, if we go inside, what can we find inside? I, um, I used to tell people this. If, if you want to know how to be happily married, make sure you ask people who are happily married for advice. Not ask people who are upset with their marriage life or who are bitter. They are just going to tell you everything that's bad with it. You want happiness, you ask from people who are already happy. I wanted to ask you about how is it that um, working professionals, forget about the millionaires and billionaires, how about regular folks, you know, uh, people like the radio DJ who's on this station that we are, uh, we are working with, uh, my staff, people who work in McDonald's, this must be tough on them as well, like unbelievably tough. Like you said, people should go out and reach out for help, but they don't know where to go, they don't know how to do. 
how do they find this balance of of you know that that they need to level up their emotional uh quotient the people are always talking about eq and financial days and this make money make money you have to have iq yeah but emotions are so set aside now like the whole world is in sort of like a prison sentence where we just have our house and the same people that we see every day uh this emotional part has to be dealt with so how is it that uh from your perspective that people can do this effectively so first of all what is emotion have we have do we know what emotions are chemical reactions in the body <laughs> so every thought feeling and emotion is something you know we could create in our in our mind but then we have to remember that our body and our being is two different things so our body actually feels it feels but your feeling could be different than my feeling so if we don't know what a feeling is maybe we have to try to find out what is it and then ask your body because your body know how do you feel when you're happy you know kids are very good at that they're like yeah, yeah. you know they like this the you know they would just feel it everywhere and we can feel that too but maybe we have cut that off maybe we have cut that off you know how does it feel if i eat something how do i taste it how do i feel inside if i'm sad okay we have been told oh this is sad what is sad what is sadness for me how do i feel in my body then where does it feel in my body So when we start to know all these dis- different feelings but then again is it my feeling or is it someone who have told me that this is how it feels and I took it on then it's very you know difficult to know because if you're not even aware of what a feeling is how am I going to know how I'm feeling so the basic is to start to know in your body even pain you know that is in the body somewhere but it you know we we know it up in our mind okay this pain are we trying to numb it or are we trying to feel what this pain is really fe- how is it feeling because we can heal our body can heal but we have to be aware and so you start first of all i believe being aware being aware of our thoughts being aware of our feelings because then we can give it any name we want any name you know that's why when we ask a child let them say how they are feeling not just oh you're feeling sad let them feel and say this is how i'm feeling you know because then they will learn so when they grow up okay now our as adults we hear a lot of things that is going on and that's fear is building up fear and again how do i react to fear do i start to get angry do i start to like you said depressed but then again what is depressed so so it's learning to know your feelings first of all being aware okay who's this this feeling where do i feel it in my body how is it feeling how can i change this so i always go from questions but being the question 
and then asking and see what opens up. But that for me, because I know how my body reacts. I know how it's feeling. So I ask my body even. That's when you start to say, okay, my core feeling or my intuition or my gut feeling. Yes, we do have. You will know what is right for you and I will know what is right for me when we have learned how that feeling is. And then from there we go and say, okay, how can I do to change this? So I do believe that it's being aware, knowing how it feels in your body, because that's where we feel. We don't feel in our head. We feel in our body. So now is how do we move forward? Because if we as parents, if we have par if we have children at home during this time, if we feel the fear and act out different, will our children feel it? Definitely. Look at animals. They are they can't speak, but they can feel. They feel. They really feel how they feel. And and we are very open with our animals. We don't expect them to speak because they can't speak. But yeah. most of the time, people who have animals at home, they kind of know how the animal is feeling by how it's behaving. Yeah. And, and that's what we can do with people too. Maybe some people who get very irritated and this and whatever, maybe they're covering something. Yeah. So if you just allow them, okay, I hear you're angry. What can I do to help you? Can I help you? Because maybe they don't want our help. Yeah. How could I do to ease this for you? That's very true. Two key pointers that you want to give. Whenever somebody is catching themselves, and they say like, you know what? This is a really bad day. Things are just, I, I, I just feel that there's no way out. What can they do if they feel this way? And whether we are down or up, but it's to follow that energy. Okay, what else is possible here? And then look for the, the things that are coming to you. Okay, what can I do now? How do I how do I use this? Because things will present themselves if we are willing to wait. And most of the time we might see, oh, what's wrong? You know, there's something wrong. Turn it around and say, okay, what's right with this that I'm not getting? And then other things will present themselves. So those two questions can really open up. Because what we what we like to do. Uh, and that's us as human beings. When we are having all these things, we close more and we close more and we close more. And, and in the end, we just feel, you know, we can't move. But it's to look for the possibilities all the time. There's always possibilities. So I'm an interior designer and I love to use the doors or the windows, you know, as a, an example. Imagine you have a a long corridor and you want to go to the front there okay you have lots of doors do you like to open and look in you don't have to step in there but there's possibility okay I look in here mm, no but make sure that you close it because otherwise it can be a draft you know so okay I can look here well, the same with windows open different windows and look out because that's a choice always know that you do have the choice it's easier to go into the negative because that's how we are as human beings. The negative, the heaviness and this thing. So when we look for choices, I mean, we know, first of all, that we have the choices. Be aware what is really happening now. Just stop. Take the time. 
stop and say, what else is possible here? Okay, what am I feeling? And breathe there and then say, okay, how, if something comes, how can I use this? What can I do with this? And what is right with this that I'm not getting? Because it's so easy to go into the wrongness. And that's also if somebody said, what's wrong with you? Okay, <laughs> what's right with me that I'm not getting? Because people, oh, what's wrong with you? wrong with oh what's wrong with you are you so happy I mean, this is this is a common thing okay mm, what's right with me that i'm not getting so th these are just things to open up open up and and just take the time we 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 just go we're so quick no sometimes it's better just to stop stop right now and let things come to you and then see, okay, what can I do now? Because we have a choice. Okay. Wow, that's that's uh, that's very profound. <laughs> Thank you very much, Helen. I Thank really, you. really appreciate your time for this. Thank you so much, Mr. Delon. And there you have it, MBA Insights, where we feature different worldviews on issues we are facing today. Wow, this is a very full pack. If it were a sandwich, it's a full sandwich, Mr. DeLon. Uh, we covered so much about EQ and, of course, uh, depression and, of course, um, our MBA insights. Any final few words from Dr. Kana? Yes. So I would like to share that we should always be focused on uh, moving forward. Let go of the past. You know, if you can't let go, just remember Elsa's song. Just let it go. You know, let go of the past. Don't forget to seek help when you need it. Be a survivor, never a victim. So if you want more inspiring uh, content and uh, posts, you can always follow me at uh, Harmonious Haven on Facebook and at Harmonious Haven on Instagram. Thank you so much, Dr. Kana. We will remember that. Harmonious Haven on Facebook and Instagram. And Mr. DeLon, so, what would you like to leave us by? Um, I just want to tell you guys uh, that, uh, you know, just because this show is MBA on air, it's not just an MBA on business. Life itself requires mastery. Because I say this uh, once too often, that this life has to be by design. And you can always see how I, I lead by example in terms of my life by design. Uh, you can My social media is open to everybody, right? If you can go on Amarillo on Instagram or on my Facebook, you will see that I'm always posting real life experiences of how I am designing my own life. I, I do not post pictures of my family members because that is a very, very intimate thing for me. But I do post on my life experiences almost on a daily basis. Be it my, on my Instagram Live, my Instagram Reels, or my Facebook. You can access all of it. Or if you want further business advice or business know-hows, you can always go to my LinkedIn at Amar Medina. But as always, I want to tell you that this life is only by design. And it has to be your design. And all these tools that we're giving you is to make that design complete. So this is Amar Dillon, your Malaysian Visaya business coach and your well-wisher and friend. Thank you for tuning in and listening to all the episodes. I will see you guys again next week. And meanwhile, catch the replay on Spotify at any time. Bye-bye.